Well, we have a new sheriff in town, and though Griffiths may not have wanted this particular headache, she's got it. Io has learned some interesting facts about himself and his origin, namely that he's just one of the many incarnations of Javion Eclipse and his duty to save the world. Again. And good old Xavier stilled his gun a few times while grappling with some internal demons that seem to have something to do with this much sought after book, the Astronomicon. We left off just after our friends opened the safe in the sheriff's office. Inside they found a gun, a badge, and a single sheet of glowing paper. Let's start there. Now, who grabbed that paper out of the safe? Can I make a weird science roll on the glowing paper? Yes, you can, but I will preface this with Griffiths and Xavier. Do you immediately grab the paper or do you give Io time to scope it out first? I have a time-sensitive question. Mm -hmm. Do I recognize it at all? Roll me a notice check. Okay. <clears throat> have to remember what my notice is. I'm good at noticing things. Hell yeah. Uh, four on a d6. You see it. And it does... You've been... Listen, you've been getting information about this Astronomicon the whole time. You're probably on high alert. So, yes, the moment you notice that it's glowing, there's only one thing in your mind that this could have anything to do with. That case, yes. I would, <laughs> I would hesitantly try to grab it. Very carefully. Hesitantly, you say, huh? All right. So, this is what I'm going to do then. Io, please roll me your weird science. Okay. Oh, four. All right. Um, this is a, you're pretty sure a magical piece of paper. You see the glowing. You're like, this is a magical piece of paper. Are you going to also try to grab for it? Yeah, I was trying to see if that glowing paper meant anything to the divine part of Io's brain. Um... Yeah, I'm going to try and get it, too. All right. Then, what I want is for you each to roll agility. Agility, okay. Am I good at that? Not bad at it. Uh, it's a four on a d6. <laughs> I rolled a total of 11. I got an eight on a d8. Whoa. All oh, right, shit. so at the same the time, all three of you go to grab for this piece of paper, but Io, you immediately think magic paper, Astronomicon. You connect the two, and you are just fast as hell. The two of you are shocked because you've never seen this guy move this fast before. It's like he's a robot you reach or some in. shit. <laughs> it's like he's a robot or some shit. You reach in, you grab the paper, and immediately... You all watch it start to brighten in in Io's hands. And you watch as Io falls back, like, on his ass, sits down with the paper, and is just staring at it with this blank look in his eyes. There's no pupil, no iris, no nothing. Just white. Io, 
what you experience. Your vision pulses and suddenly your hands aren't your own anymore. You're running down a street, breathing hard. Someone's behind you and you only have seconds to act. You look ahead, you see a dark alley where there are a few neon lights still servicing, um, but they can't illuminate the entire alleyway. You turn down that way, you duck behind some trash, you fling open the book, you grab a blank page, you rip it out, you shove it into your coat. Seconds later, there's a blinding pain in the back of your head. You hit the ground and you feel, just as you're starting to lose consciousness, somebody rip the book out of your hands and run down the hallway. Then again, there's another flash. You're sitting at a table. This time your hands are large, beefy, bejeweled. There's a young woman approaching you and you nod to someone on your left who offers you this case. And inside there's gold, actual gold bars. It almost looks silly and fake. And you feel yourself reaching down into a drawer on your right and inside is the page. You pick it up, you lay it on the table, gesturing for the woman to inspect it for herself. And she does so, she takes a moment, she picks up the page. You see it to start sparkle when she touches it. And in that moment, you feel this body that you're inhabiting wobble to its feet, pull a gun from its coat, and blam, fire. There's this other pop. You're triggering another memory and another memory and again and again and again. You're watching as this page is transferred from person to person to person down to the present. Numerous people for 500 years fighting over this one page of this book. And if people will do these horrible things for a single page, what would they do for the entire thing? So while this is all happening, Griffiths and Xavier, you're watching Io subtly react to these things. Shift to the head, twitch in the body. He doesn't look like he's in pain, but he's experiencing something. And Io, to you, this moment feels like it's stretching out for hours, days. It's hard for you to tell at this point. Your, your concept of time in this moment is very weird and disjointed. For the two of you, Xavier and Griffiths, this is five, six minutes. What are you doing while you're watching this happen? How bright is bright? As this is going on, the page is shimmering a little brighter, a little brighter, a little brighter. About halfway through, around like the three, four minute mark, looking at the page would be like looking into like a 40 watt light bulb. We need to close the windows. <laughs> I would like to make a real quick spirit check to see how Xavier would react to all this information real quick. Go for it. Go for it. Two sixes, baby. Okay, he is. Hey. He's fine. He's fine. He's fine. Everything's fine. Um, Xavier, I will say that this reaction reminds you very much of the first time you saw somebody interact with a similar item. I would just kind of like snap back to reality for a minute, kind of half hear what Griffith said and just kind of nod like, bar the windows, you got it. Mm -hmm. So as you're watching this, and as we're coming to the end of this duration, this thing that Io is seeing, Io, you get to the last vision and you're sitting on the floor, cross-legged. This time there's a whole book in your lap. This vision feels different than the rest. 
this feels more present. And you're looking at the entire book. And from your periphery, you can tell that you're in a home, but it's not like the homes in this area of the crater. Where you're used to being, this part of Hell's Crater is in the downtown area where the metro used to be. This doesn't seem to be made of the ruins of old businesses. This is a modest place, but it's well cared for. The hands that you see now belong to, I don't know, someone slender? Maybe a woman? You're not sure. She opens the book in her lap and you hear her say the words, Please give me a vision. Is he okay? And then you're shunted back to the present, still holding the page in your hands, but now the blank page is no longer blank, and on it are the words, The Ritual. Um, Io... <laughs> what the fuck do I do? Io, uh, comes to, reads The Ritual, and repeats it back to the page. It's going, The Ritual. As you're saying that, Io, I would like for you to roll me a d6. Anything in particular? Just a d6? Okay. Just a d6. Alright, Captain. A five. You watch as the words of the ritual like bubble on the page, and you see them kind of like flow and like seem to drift from the page onto Io's arm and shimmer and then fade. And Io, you have rolled to now claim the power of healing. Alright, so, what do you do? Um, I, I stand up and I see, are they still barring the windows? They've had a chance to finish doing that, and so I imagine they're standing there just staring at you sort of slack-jawed. I have learned much, but not enough. I feel compelled to let you know that you need to touch this paper. Damn it, Preacher, you can't handle that sort of power. No, I just kind of take it from him by force. <laughs> Ooh, by force, you say? <laughs> Don't say bad things to me. No, I'm not, I'm, not, I'm not doing anything funky to you. I just feel like Io would resist that. Well, maybe I wouldn't. You want to wrestle for it? Do you want to wrestle? Because I will wrestle, <laughs> boy. I would love to see you wrestle each other. Please yeah, I, roll. I, I think Io would instinctively keep holding on to the paper because there's like information he wants to give about it before Xavier does Xavier things. Um, but I could be out-muscled, out you know? I'm just a little guy. <laughs> All right, each of you roll athletics, please. Oh, boy. <laughs> okay. Uh, it's a six. I rolled a four and a d4 and a six on a d6. <gasps> Local okay. creature suddenly fucking nuts. <laughs> <laughs> so, you... I'm going to give you a chance to react to this, Io. Xavier reaches over, grabs it. You... Are you going to wrestle over this? You, Xavier, you feel the preacher hold on to the paper a little bit. It's up to you, Io, if you let go. I don't but, let go. Instead, I hold up the, the, the other hand that just got the power, and I, and I start to trigger the healing energy in the center of my palm to show Xavier that something happened to me. 
He's very well aware. <laughs> he does not think that you can handle this. Xavier, I saw several hundreds of centuries in a matter of moments. I have gained something I've not previously had. I can give you the paper, Xavier. I will do that for you. I just need you to understand what I went through. I know goddamn well what you're going through, preacher. Now drop it. <laughs> he just politely hands it to you. Just... All right. Grabs it. <laughs> just yoink. Xavier... Whenever you saw the page flow into Io, it seemed almost like it was meant to happen. There wasn't any, like, struggle, strife. It didn't seem to hurt. But with you, there's an immediate burning sensation. You see the glow in the paper change to this almost reddish color. And I need you to roll me a spirit roll, please. Oh, okay. Uh, it's a six and a one, so a six on a d6. All right, and roll me one more d6. I like doing that. A five. All right. You hold on to the paper, though, as it burns. It's not It's not like your hand is on fire. It's almost like like that pins and needles sensation. It, it's, it's painful, but not unbearable. And... Just as you're about to drop this thing on the ground, it stops. And you have gained the power of Havoc. Havoc? Havoc. Griffiths, are you going to take a turn with the paper? <laughs> <laughs> the one who's real sick of all the magic and real bullshit? Mm-hmm. It'll be fun. Come on. <laughs> Griffiths is going to kind of look at Io, look at Xavier, just eyebrow raised. Sheriff. Yes, Io. I have reason to believe that this paper came from the Astronomicon, and based on my information that I have newly gained about the Astronomicon, I believe physically touching it grants you a power, a magical ability from the stars themselves. You should be informed about this before you consent to using it. Ah, woo! That one's hard. It is definitely strange information if you had previously not been aware of the comet's origins, or of magic, or of the Astronomicon, or quite frankly of several hundreds of years of information that I've recently been burdened with. Yeah, that sounds like quite a doozy. Uh, so you should have a say in what happens to you, but I just want to make sure you're fully informed. You know what? Did Xavier give any kind of indication of pain? He would have grinned and bird. He would have grit his teeth, sure, but not I like... I was going to say, with, with that spirit roll, yeah, Xavier can All right. react however he wants, because he was good. He is no stranger to pain. Just grits his teeth and moves on. All right, all right, all right, all right. Hands it over. I kind of like get out of a trance, like, huh? What? Griffiths requires the paper. <laughs> Ain't no rotten way I'm giving this up for nobody else. 
The paper grants abilities, and Griffiths may be able to use them to better protect us. Look, I'm on this train just as good, just as much as y'all are. You might as well let me know what's going on. He's very reluctant, but he just holds it out. Like you, you can tell he's got like a death grip between his uh, <clears throat> index finger and thumb. Just like he really doesn't want to, but he's trusting you. Whether that's a good idea or not is anyone's guess at this point. <laughs> and yeah, she's gonna kind of tug on it a little bit. All right and take it. Alright. Griffiths, I would like for you to roll me a spirit. I got a six on my wild die. Wow. <laughs> Alright, roll me one more d6. A one. <laughs> Alright, so Griffiths, you touch this paper expecting something to happen uh, and at first, there's not a lot. It shimmers a bit, like it did with Io, and you're thinking, oh, maybe it'll turn red, like it did with Xavier, but instead there's, like, this blue color, and this feeling of cold washes over your hand. And in that moment, you feel powerful. Like, you could... Like, you could smite a god in this moment. Like, that sort of confidence. And you gain the power of smite. I am a god. <laughs> oh, dear. <laughs> the way these powers will work, because not everybody here has power points, because we're not all casters, you can cast these abilities once per day without power points. If you have power points to spend, you can use them multiple times a day like you would after that if you have power points. If not, it's just a once a day. So, discuss amongst yourselves what the hell just happened to you. What the hell just happened to us? Based on what I have learned and based on my memories that I have recently obtained, encountering the Astronomicon physically grants you an incredible ability designed to give you the power to fulfill the prophecy within. Yeah, no shit. However, we only have the one page and we only have the one prophecy stated as the ritual, and we have no further information. We know there's a cult running around. They could be doing some rituals. That is logical. It could involve the cult in town. It's worth investigating. But we got other places to be as well. We got that laboratory thing that you want to look at. We got the... We got the, the hostages. hostages. Mm-hmm. You don't think... You don't think this is some kind of, like, weird human ritual sacrifice, do you? If it is, there's some real fucked up bitches out there. I've just heard stories. I don't, you know, I just heard stories. But hostages kind of makes Hostages are something where there seems to be a more imminent threat than what could be learned at the remnants of the laboratory. 
and you are the sheriff. It is your duty to save them. See, now we're talking sense. Griffiths is also going to make a note to hand the paper back to Xavier. He would just kind of take it and put it into the uh, pocket inside of his little duster coat there and just kind of nod to you. Do we recall where the hostages are being kept? You know which way they were taken out of town by the helmets. You are not sure where they went from there, but they were going in the direction of the crater. And that is where you know that the helmets have traditionally come from. What's on the badge in the safe? I assume it's a sheriff's badge, and I'm just curious if there's anything cool about it. So, what is on the badge in the safe is a... So, it's a very stereotypical shaped, you know, cop badge. But, on it, you see both a gun that looks very much like the gun that uh, Griffiths pulled out of the safe. This big old double-action revolver. Uh, and behind it is a comet. Cute. Perhaps to ensure the legality of whatever actions we take, Xavier should be deputized. Pardon me? I'm, I'm sorry, what? Logic dictates that if we're going to be acting under the actions of the sheriff, that we would need to be law enforcement. As a registered preacher, I am able to accompany law enforcement as much as they see fit. I do not require this. Xavier, however, is not part of the law. For him to act as such, we would need to deputize him. Griffiths is laughing. <laughs> <laughs> I ain't. <laughs> You know, preacher man's right. It's gotta be some <laughs> sick kind of joke. <laughs> you have known me long enough to know that my sense of humor is lacking. I'm merely trying to think of what is easiest for us to do to ensure we can help the most people possible. Yeah, I was hoping you developed a funny bone in the last five minutes. Oh, <laughs> fucking Christ. <laughs> I turned to Griffiths. Ultimately, it is your decision. <laughs> what was that you called me earlier, Xavier? Lawman. Lawman, that's what I thought. Uh-huh. <laughs> Guess what? Little lawman. I will punch you. <laughs> that, is, that is not a threat. That is a promise. <laughs> Like, he's clearly, like, a head taller than you also, so that's, like, double bird for him. <laughs> I mean, Preacher Man's right. right. <laughs> I am. Preacher Man's right. Just kind of rub his eyes and just... Fine. Bestow upon me thy fancy titles. If it keeps me out of jail, all the better, I suppose. Most importantly, it will bring you closer to the Astronomicon. Also that, but I don't know how else we're going to explain this to other bounty hunters going about. Oh, it'll be real funny, let me tell you that. <laughs> As Sheriff, uh, you do have the authority to remove the bounty on Xavier. <laughs> what now? That would be the best news I've heard all year. 
No, I like the idea of a deputy with a bounty. Oh, fucking shit. Uh, <laughs> an odd decision. <laughs> this would increase the danger we have. We'd not only have to face cultists and whatever is in the laboratory, but potentially anyone who would wish to kill Xavier for money. And that list is not small. <laughs> I did come after you regardless. I'm sure you've wronged enough people. You just kind of nod like, yeah, it's fair. <laughs> All right, then. Deputy Xavier. Uh, mm. All right, Griffith. God, <laughs> fucking damn. Are you just going to declare Xavier a deputy? Or are you going to make him swear an oath? Is there some kind of ritual? Oh. <laughs> How, you're the sheriff. You make the rules. You make the rules, man. Yes. <laughs> My yes, disembodied voice of God. I'd love to do that. <laughs> make the lizard suffer, boys. <laughs> Listen, I'm just here poking the bear. That's all I want to do. <laughs> Why, yes, there is. I, I forgot. We have to go in front of the town? We gotta announce your new position? Jesus Christ. Oh. <laughs> oh, I understand. This is a humorous outcome. This, this, this I under- I get it. <laughs> yeah, we gotta ring up the town. Fine. Fine and fucking dandy. Io preemptively casts protection on Xavier. He can't imagine this news will be taken by Well, well. Tell you what, tell you what, Xavier. Look, listen. You play nice, you go through with this, and I'll remove the bounty. Rotten uh, <laughs> god damn it! Fine! <laughs> Io cast protection twice. You can't do that, but just for emphasis. <laughs> I just feel like he needs to be double safe. <laughs> Alright. So, uh, you all make your way out Back to the center of town. There's already that nice stage set up, thanks to the marshals. Uh, the gallows is still there as well, so I guess if Xavier Beautiful. takes this sideways, <laughs> there's another option. Beautiful. Uh, and walking out the two most hated people in town. <laughs> and saying, I like this one. <laughs> uh, and, uh, you know, you ring the, the gathering bell. Who doesn't have one? Looks like a big old liberty bell right in the middle of town. You start dangling in that thing uh and you hear some people like oh god they're back and no 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 like we're just having a meeting right <laughs> takes a little bit of time people are a little scared a little skittish but you get maybe a third of the town who eventually does make their way out and they're really confused you hear one man scream up like oh you've been sheriff for one day you already caught that motherfucker <laughs> He's just standing there, like, arms folded, just, like, kind of hunched over himself. Like, this is, like, I, I, the most embarrassing thing that is potentially going to ever happen to him. I put a robotic hand on his shoulder. <laughs> uh, you hear some little kids, like, yeah, we're gonna hang him! Woo! You know? Now, now. Now, now. I have been sheriff for a day, and I, indeed, caught the lizard. However, I feel like I feel as if a hanging is simply too kind. What? 
what? for somebody we who lives on We were supposed to have a hanging. We were going to have a hanging yesterday or today, whatever, on that woman. Now you're not letting us have another hanging? Boo! Worst <laughs> sheriff ever. I whispered to Xavier, this town seems to be obsessed with hanging. Why do they crave blood? He just kind of smiles at him. <laughs> like big teeth and everything. I've got something better. Y'all didn't have a hanging, and that is my fault, and I do apologize for that. I got a little too angry at the woman and tended to take care of a little bit myself. But she's still in her cell, and y'all can still have a stoning. You hear some marble, like, yeah, stoning, that sounds fun. It's fucking dumb. Shirley Jackson ass town. <laughs> But for people like Xavier who live on the razor's edge, death is simply too kind. So, I've called everybody here to watch him swear an oath to get rid of his outlaw ways and uphold the law. You can hear a pin drop at this point as the people (laughs) in the town are trying to consider how they feel about that because that was the last thing they expected for you to say just now. Because what better punishment for an outlaw than to take in the ones who are just lacking? All right. I would like for you to roll me a persuasion check. I upped my persuasion? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Very smart. I love Griffiths. <laughs> the way she talks. After, after the last game, I was like, yeah. That's a two. Oh, God. <laughs> you hear from the back some people, like, start a slow clap. They're like... <laughs> yes. And then you hear from the other side of the crowd some people that are like, What are y'all clapping for? This is the second time. This new sheriff is shitty. We hate her. And then there's, like, a little fight. There's, like, a little brawl that starts breaking out, like, in the middle of the crowd. People form, like, a circle. Some guys are, like, taking their shirts off and start wrestling, you know? It's it's starting to get a little chaotic here. People are not happy. Well, deputy? (laughs) It's me. I'm people. I'm not happy. (laughs) (laughs) I'm gonna let you handle this one. What's a little brawl to just a deputy? Is there like a microphone? Or is it just like, you know, talk out to the crowd? Nope, you're just nope. screaming out at the crowd. <laughs> oh, good. Like the old west. Like the old west. <laughs> well, um... He would kind of step forward a little bit. Can hear the thump of his boots against the wood of the platform. And he would just start off with, Listen, listen, y'all. Now, I ain't as happy at all. I think I'm even more mad than y'all are about this whole situation. Let me put it this way. I would prefer a bullet to my head than serving even one goddamn minute for this town and the people in it. We got a bullet for you, outlaw! Hold your horses. I ain't done yet. (laughs) This woman sees something in y'all. Something I could never see. 
she wants what's best for y'all, I can respect that. Especially since I spent the, le the better part of my life doing quite the opposite. Let's be real. George, I know I've stolen from your home once or twice. <laughs> Mary, times. very sorry again about your husband. Um, Nikolai? Like, I just want him back. I understand, and I do apologize again. But I so solemnly swear, and he's just kind of like through gritted teeth this whole time, to protect this town and the people in it, so help me God, come hell or high water. Oh, I apologize. I was meant to have you place your hand upon a holy book while you said that. Can you a do that one more time, please? A fucking goddamn <laughs> Fine. He would just put his hand upon whatever text he brought forward. Yeah, don't worry about it. <laughs> yeah. You know, armed to the square, just like... I do solemnly swear, as deputy of this good town, to protect the people in it for the rest of my days come hell or high water. All right. So, I'm going to say, you can either roll a persuasion check, or you can roll a performance check. <laughs> Good news, I don't Whichever have performance, one. so persuasion it is. <laughs> Angrily shaking his fist at a crowd, they let me protect you, damn it. <laughs> I don't want to, but I'm going to. <laughs> that is a... Uh total of three after my outsider hindrance kicks in. Fucking both of you. <laughs> uh, no. The crowd is... Some of the people who are up closer to the stage, and the people you called to by name, aren't listening to you and they seem on the fence but placated, but that brawl in the center is now getting a little messy. Somebody's got a broken nose instead of two guys wrestling. There's like six in there now. It's turned to a mosh pit. Uh, I kind of want to join in. <laughs> <laughs> Io comes up behind Griffiths and is like, this might be the best distraction we can possibly get to just quietly leave town so we can do what we need to do. I'm pretty sure just telling him we're leaving town to make him real happy. Yeah. I agree with your assessment, Sheriff. <laughs> and so Griffiths is going to fire a gun into the air like she did last time to get the crowd to calm down. All right. So many bullets in the air bang and the crowd stops almost frozen waiting to see who's dropping over dead nobody hits the ground and they look up towards the stage you have a couple seconds before the fight starts up again <laughs> and i haven't even given my best my best yet the three of us are leaving town to go rescue the hostages and the preacher is leaving <laughs> yeah. There's just like two people who are like down with everything Griffith says. They're big Griffiths fans. The rest of the crowd's just sort of like, mm. fair, fair. <laughs> All right. You hear some of the guys who were fighting in the center. They were like, "I'll drink to that." You want to drink to that? And they're like, "Oh man, yeah." But Kate's is all messed up, and Kate got killed by some of those dogs that were here. And they're like, Ugh. "All right, well." got a bathtub of gin in my basement and so some of the guys start wandering away 
Like, it's not even prohibition. He just did that for fun. It's cheaper. So you watch as the crowd starts to dissipate. You can hear the rumblings. People still aren't super happy about this decision, but nobody's going to kill each other over it yet. I might. This could have gone better, be but fine. this could have gone worse. I don't see how. In either direction, honestly. <laughs> Nobody perished. That's a shame. Including you. Look at you. You lived through that. Also I'll make a shame. Official... <laughs> I'll write the letter to the papers uh, that your bounty's been cleared. Fine. Fine. <sighs> God damn, I'm starting to regret this whole operation. Remember, Deputy, now we have a better opportunity to obtain the Astronomicon. Do not call me that. If you value Apologies. whatever you consider life, do not. I consider life the same way you consider life. Great. We're on the same page. Let's move on. Agreed. When you are preparing to head out into the desert, are you going on foot? Are you getting some mounts? What's the plan? Because you see... Back when the machines started to go, they all lost all those fancy flying cars and such, and pretty soon landbound autos stopped working too, so it's back to beasts of burden. And we do have the sheriff. Hang on, I gotta figure out how much a horse is. That's a good point. You're gonna buy Some a horse? Can... <laughs> I can now, get y'all a horse. Since the helmets came, Healthy livestock are hard to come by. There's many a story of folks buying a supposedly threaded horse only to wake up one night with that horse standing over them. Silvery slug pouring from its nose onto the sleeper. It ain't right if you ask me. But Griffiths, as sheriff, you have access to the sheriff's horse, which is about as close to certified safe as you can come. But the rest of you, you're gonna have to get your own mounts. You're with the sheriff, so you'll get a deal. Hey, does the other deputy have a horse? No. Oh. <laughs> nice try, though. <laughs> you have two options. You can go talk to the marshals. They came in with horses. Maybe they'll help oh. you get some horses. Or there is a horse trader in town named Jed Carson. Uh, well... I don't think we've got a very good reputation with the marshals. I'm pretty sure they're not just gonna give us their horses or sell us their horses. Then perhaps we should speak with Jed. Seems our best bet. Alright. So, you head over to Jed's. Now, a couple years back, Jed's daddy tore up an old parking lot that used to be the site of an outpatient surgery center. He turned it into a corral for his small group of ponies, and now Jed's the proud owner of the best herd of horses you can come by in the crater. His prices are high, but his product is good, and there's only a 1 in 10 chance that one of the horses is infected, and that's about as good as it gets. You show up. You see his horses out in the pasture. He's got about a dozen. They look pretty good, pretty healthy. He's actually out there right now, giving one of them a brush down. What are you doing? Is Jed a religious man? You know what? Roll me whatever dice you want. Yeah. Odds, yes, evens, no. Oh dear. 
I rolled an 8 on a d8. He is not a religious man. Can I re-roll because I have the true believer edge? <laughs> sure! You know what? Yes. Yes. A three! Hey! <laughs> I've converted him. <laughs> you, have, you know what? Jed, he was really, like, not all about it. But you just, you did that thing where you weren't really pushy. You just showed up for him, you know, all the time. Just waited for him to come to you. Eventually converted him. He's one of your uh, most devout believers. Never misses a sermon. Good day, Mr. Carson. Oh, preacher, it's such a good day to see you. How are you? I am doing well, thank you for asking. I always appreciate you checking in on my well-being. Always, always, you know, especially with all this craziness, people trying to run you out of town. That's just bad business. Sir, you just want what's best for us? I do my best. How can I help you today, preacher? I am currently on an assignment with the sheriff and the deputy sheriff. We are working to rescue the hostages that were taken by the occultists. However, they are far in the desert per our records and we are in need of horse transportation. I am not simply asking for the horses, I do intend to pay. I just would like your expertise in which horses are the best horses and most trustworthy. Oh. Well, I, you know me, Sheriff, I'm an honest man. I, you know, I would never want to uh, con anybody, especially not you. Um, uh, and I am, I am willing to uh, help, help a deal. Cause I mean, uh, those are, those are our friends and family out there in the, the desert, Sheriff. And I, I want you to bring them home, home safe. I know if that was my boy out there, I would do anything to get him back. So um, I, I, I can, point out i got these two right here he points to these two all black mares he's like these two they're young they're uh you know i i personally have taken care of them myself i make sure they're shut up every night i check them every morning i i'm pretty sure they're not infected um i those two are your best bet um and i i if you need them both sheriff i could give you a good deal just 200 and they're yours I mean, a man's got to eat, and 200's a good deal. Which ones is he offering, specifically? He's offering his two best horses. His two best. His two best horses he'll give you for 200. Well, while they're bartering, can I check out the horses? Yeah. I will let you roll. Okay, so, that depends. What are you trying to determine? Are you trying to determine, are they good healthy horses are you trying to determine if they're infected because these are two different roles i'm trying to see if they're infected or not all right i would like for you to roll a cult but <laughs> i have a cult <laughs> can i try to <laughs> i will let you roll as well and if you succeed you can aid xavier okay that's fair three i got a four on a d4 Eight. Which is now a eight on a D four, which is now a eleven on a D four. <laughs> All right. Thank you, Xavier. You're checking them out, and the one horse you're a little unsure of, and you glance over at Io, kind of signaling to Io that you want him to take a look. He comes over. Io, you're pretty sure both of these horses are fine. Jed, these horses seem exceptionally healthy. What's your secret for preventing them from infection? 
I'm gonna be honest with you, preacher. I sleep in the in the shed with them every night. And if I hear so much as one of them make a strange sound, I just cull it right out of the herd. You know, I I don't mess around with that. No slugs in my horses. It is appreciated. You said two hundred dollars, correct? Two hundred dollars, and they're yours. I I, I turn to uh, Xavier and go. Would you be comfortable spending one hundred dollars each? That's fine. We will take the horses, Jed. Thank you kindly. Of course, of course. Do you need uh, uh, uh saddles, uh, reins? You need all that. I I can get that for you, Sheriff. I have it. Uh, right over there in in the shed. Will that be additional cost? Nope. I'll I'll give it to you free of charge. Most appreciated. Thank you. All right. You see, you know, Jed scurries off towards his little shed, comes back out, and he starts saddling the horses. He's doing a real thorough job. Anything else that y'all need to do here with Jed or in town before you head out into the desert? I, um, I go to Griffiths with our, with our fancy new horses, and I pretty much just um, reemphasize a few things as being like, of course, we run the risk of the town not having protection in our absence. I mean... There was that one little guy, right? You do have... You do have another deputy, yes. And the marshals are still in town. I don't trust the marshals as far as I could throw. But we do have that other deputy. And he's been... He's been doing a good job. Xavier almost ate him. Different guy. No, no, no. I bit, oh. I bit a different guy's shoulder. The deputy, I, I uh, the gave Marshall. him a fair warning. <laughs> the marshal, actually. My, one of the marshals. Yeah. My the, apologies. Yes. I did Fuck not reach that scene until much later. So, Griffiths is going to let him know that, of course, they're leaving town. He's in charge. Write a little letter. Uh, just a little note about, hey, please go ahead and send out that Xavier's bounty is zeroed out in perfect handwriting Io adds a note at the end of the letter that just says blessings he like writes in <laughs> times new Roman yeah <laughs> absolutely canon <Somehow>. yes <laughs> canonically Io writes in times new Roman perfectly <laughs> size 12 font <laughs> perfect punctuation <laughs> alright so to get to the side of the crater it will take two days of riding if you decide to camp for the night if you decide to ride on through you can get there in like a full 24 hours of riding but it's going to be hard on the horses and hard on yourselves you are going to be riding out into the desert so you may want to stop and get some supplies water food uh obviously oh, right. you need ammunition this um, is an actual TTRPG with fatigue and shit. <laughs> My bad. Oh, man. Oh, shit. Oh, fuck. <laughs> so, uh, what are y'all willing to spend on supplies? What do you need? Any special things that you would like to have? So, if it's cool with the party, Io will just um, 
pull up with the party and go, I do not require sustenance the same way you do. However, I do have more money if you need it. Please help yourselves for anything you might need for your survival. And I hand Griffiths $225. <laughs> Smart choice. Xavier would be looking for something very specific, actually. He doesn't have one, but he would be looking for a rifle scope. Alright. I'll say you can get one, but it's a little expensive. Yeah. These things are difficult to make. They're harder to find. Uh, but you know where to get one. And uh, they'll sell it to you for 40 bucks. Done deal. Alright, you've got a scope. He would have got one. Attach that to his Colt Patterson Model 36. Um, at the various stores we're going to, would I see a pair of handcuffs? So I will say, they are not police-issue handcuffs. But you do find some, like, manacle-type situations. That's kind of what I'm looking for. Because, okay, so I'm imagining Io finding these, these manacles essentially, and just feeling a hint of a memory from oh, 500 years ago give or take, perhaps being chained to a wall, perhaps feeling a beeping sound and a weird throbbing pain in his neck and he just holds the handcuffs in his hand for a second and looks at Griffiths and go, I feel a compulsion to purchase this. May I have the money required? Sure. I require five dollars. <laughs> sure. Thank you. I do not know what the compulsion is, but it feels right. Roll a notice check, Io. Yay, okay. Three. Oh, a wild die. Uh... Yeah, three still. <laughs> okay. Yeah, it's uh, it's unsettling. Uh, you you have those flashbacks that you have listed. Uh, you feel does Io have like a normal circulatory system? As in, do you have a heartbeat type situation? Do your circuits go faster in these moments? That's a great question because I'm an android, not a robot. You are. And Android, you're kind of programmed to replicate human emotion to a certain extent. So I would say that there's a core, right, that keeps the motor going. That lets me do everything. And yeah, sure, why not? Maybe even for the first time that simulation kicks in. That's never happened before. I dig it. That's exactly what's happening right now. And because your notice check was a little low, uh, you're panicking a little because this has never happened before. Not enough that you're having a full-blown panic attack, but you're experiencing emotions that you have not experienced before. Something strange is happening to my core. What? Something strange is happening to my core. What is... What's happening to your core, Preacher Man? It's going faster. I'm not normally supposed to feel this unless I am exerting energy, but I am feeling this. It's called anxiety, preacher man. Everyone deals with it eventually. Let's move on. Not typically me. Just kind of puts a hand on your shoulders like, I don't know how to tell you this, buddy. And this may come as a shock to you, 
but you are a part of an everybody, so let's get a fucking move on. Noted. <laughs> Although I still feel the feeling, this did nothing to assuage me. Wasn't supposed to. Then you succeeded, I suppose. <laughs> uh, Griffiths, is there anything that you're looking to buy? Uh, not particularly, no. Unless I could have two quick draw holsters. <laughs> For two guns. You, listen, you For have two, two guns. guns. You do have two guns. You, got, you had your gun, now you have a gun from the safe. So, you could ask two quick draw holsters if you want. Pew pew. Yes. <laughs> Do it! 11 bucks and it's yours. Yes! I trust you've been keeping track of all of our money. Yes. <laughs> yes, 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 I have. Alright, and so, now that you are all geared up, are you leaving immediately? Is there anything else you need to do? Are you taking a rest? What are you doing? What time of day is it? I believe, if I haven't lost track of time... It's now evening. So, cool. if you ride out now, you can probably have a couple hours of daylight left uh, before you would either need to make camp or ride through the night. I got nothing to tie me down here. We can ride through the night. I am good to go whenever you are ready. No time like the present. We ride. Bella's comment will resume after these messages. My name is Johnny, and I'm the host, executive producer, and prince of lies for the Monsters Playbook. What's the Monsters Playbook? It's an actual play Monster of the Week podcast set in my hometown of Minneapolis, Minnesota, where no monster can hurt you as badly as you can hurt yourself. It's a character-focused adventure where you'll meet Kira Ashwood, a journalist with a cult past she's desperate to atone for, and a secret power hidden even from herself. Casey Davis, a taciturn secret agent becoming disillusioned with the agency she thought she could trust. Theo Nessos, a professional sorceress trying to escape the shadow of her powerful magical family. And Mark Clayton, a pretty haunted introvert who just wants to make sense of his powers and all the weird things that keep happening to him. This is a show where danger could just as easily come from an otherworldly threat as from the fragile emotions that anchor our characters and bind them together. If you like Buffy the Vampire Slayer, The Dresden Files, or any city-set supernatural story with monstrous threats and messy feelings, check out The Monster's Playbook. New episodes every other Tuesday, wherever you get your podcasts. Howdy y'all, we're Two Monsters Rolling Dice, an actual play tabletop roleplay podcast played in the cinematic Fate Core system, with a new and original score and a cutting-edge sound design. Fully included. We're a team of real-life friends and nerds focused on collaborative storytelling, character-driven drama, and immersive original worlds. 
If you're looking for intrigue, drama, laughs, cowboy duels, dinosaurs, political conflict, mysterious supernatural phenomena, and so much more, all in the style of an old-timey radio dramedy, give us a try. Check us out at twomonstersrollingdice.com or by searching for Two Monsters Rolling Dice wherever you get your podcasts. Bella's Comet. Y'all are heading out of town. As you're riding out, I would like for you to roll me notice checks. All of you. Two. That is two fours on a d6, but with my alertness edge, that turns to a six. Alright. Got a six on a d6. Alright, roll me a roll it again for a raise. 11 and then my plus 2 13 so Io you are looking up at the sky just sort of taking it all in a little sad to be leaving town because you've made so many friends here you felt like you were finally doing some good but as you're riding out of town you watch like that first star peek out through the just beginning edges of darkness, right? And you're like, yeah, that is a good sign. And that's what you're paying attention to, right? You're looking at the sky, you're looking at omens, your head's like off somewhere else. I believe it's called Lyra. (laughs) So, uh, Griffith and Xavier, though, the two of you, scoping your periphery. You're a little concerned. Um, Xavier, you notice that there are people peeking out. Some people who are sitting on porches watching the two of you. Not necessarily with the the nicest expressions on their faces. More like good riddance, get out of town. You know, whatever. But you see a couple other people looking at you a little vacantly and Griffiths you notice this as well people just with that thousand yard stare some doesn't smell right I don't like that <clears throat> so we stopping them or we might want to go see what's up I don't like it just kind of casually ride on by them, see what their whole situation is. Yeah. Alright. You turn towards these people. It's two people. Man and a woman. You've seen them before, Griffiths. You don't know their names. You think maybe the woman's name is Harriet? That seems to ring a bell, but you're not really sure. Uh, and as you get closer, her face perks up a little bit, and She's like, oh, Sheriff, how can I help you? I'm just making sure everything's all right. Heading out. Everything is all right, Sheriff. We are so glad that you are on your way to help those people. Can we real quick notice roll on these guys? Absolutely. 
the six. All right. But like it's a dirty six. <laughs> dirty six. Uh, Harriet seems sincere uh, about what she's saying. She's glad that you're going out to help those people. The man she's standing with, though, she's holding his hand and he just it's almost like he isn't there at all. There's no like reaction on his face. There's just nothing there. He's just staring. I would kind of try to get a reaction out of him, you know, kind of casual, just kind of like nod my, my hat to him and go, afternoon partner. You see him just ever so subtly like jerk his head down back up, acknowledging you, but in a weird way. Like I exist, but mm, but he don't. Harriet's like, uh, is there something I can help you with? I need- is is hmm? is your husband sick, ma'am? Oh, no, he's not sick. He's he's just quiet, you know. Mm. I think I think the raid really just uh it shook him up, you know? He's he hasn't talked much since. He's been a little just um well, I mean, you can see um but I, I think he's getting better. Can I roll a notice check on that? Sure. That's a dirty six. She doesn't believe as much about that last part that she said. He doesn't, he's not getting better. She wants him to get better. He's not getting better. Ma'am, it's okay. You could tell me. What's going on? I mean, exactly what I said. Those things came, and um, since then, he. He's gotten worse. He doesn't talk as much. I, th- I think he's, what do they, what do they call it? Shell shocked. You know, I, I think he's just, I, he's going to get better though. Sheriff, he's going to get better. He has to. Oh boy. Um, Io is going to dismount his horse and just kind of like walk up and um, talk to the woman and go, may I try something? Roll me another D8. Roll me two D8s. Just if it's... a regular old... Yeah, to see if she's one of your flock. Oh. If either of them are odd, sure. I got a five. Yeah. Um, yeah, of course, Preacher. Anything you can do to help would be much appreciated. I am going to silently and stoically... Uh, walk towards the husband and I'm going to uh, this is probably not how this fellow is written but fuck it I would have to do healing on him alright as long as I can touch the guy I can do it and if anyone can touch the sick without getting sick it's the guy without a fucking immune system so alright roll me what, your weird science? Roll me a weird science. Okay. <laughs> I'm Jesus, baby. I got an eight on a D8. <laughs> Roll me another one. That's a raise. <laughs> Ten. 
All right. You <laughs> touch this man and you try to heal him. But there's nothing to heal. But the moment you make contact with him and you try to invest whatever energy this is that comes from you into him you all watch the first reaction you've seen from this person as his head snaps towards Io and there's this flicker of a snarl on his face and he pulls his arm back not like a jerking motion but just like pulls his arm back and says I'm fine and Harriet's like oh, did you see that it helped, preacher. It helped. He actually talked. Oh my gosh, you're, you're, you're doing it. You're, you're healing him. It's got warmth in him. Yeah. Thank you so much, preacher. Thank you. Oh my god. Oh, I'm so happy. I do not wish to damper your relation, but I do worry that your husband might actually be infected with something that is not viral. What do you mean? Like, like bacteria? Fortunately, ma'am, something taint can't be cured set with a bullet to the skull. Ama gently what? put a he... hand on her shoulder. What do you mean a bullet and... to the skull? And try and see if I can get her to move, like, away from him with me. Unless you're using some force, she is not leaving this guy's side, especially okay. since Xavier just mentioned a bullet to the skull. <laughs> That's true. That's true. <laughs> Ma'am, you said this started when the raid happened? Yeah. Yeah, after the raid. Yeah. Preacher Man, are you going to be the one to tell her? We believe your husband to be infected with the, we, as Xavier put it, the worms. No, that can't be. Which, we were together the whole time. I, I would have seen it happen. It is possible to become infected on an individual basis, even though you may have been together the entire time, attending the same event, taking the same precautions. It can infect one and not the other. I have been granted the ability to heal, and there was nothing to heal, ma'am, which indicates to me an infection. I mean, but he hasn't, he hasn't tried to hurt me. He hasn't tried to hurt anybody. He's not one of those things. It is recent. Unfortunately, it can take on occasion hours, perhaps a day for the transformation to complete, but it does occur and the symptoms seem present. How do, how do we stop it? How do we help him? I, I look at I look at Xavier. Oh no, I can't just do shit willy nilly. Can I make a weird science roll? <laughs> Go ahead, make a weird science roll. I'm, I'm not the game master anymore. <laughs> I'm I'm making a weird science roll because I'm trying to trigger a memory about the Astronomicon, if that makes sense. Okay. Um, and I rolled a seven. Nice. On a D eight. All right. What are you trying to trigger? I whenever I make these rolls I'm trying to rem well me Grant is trying to see if Io with the disjointed memories of what happened 500 years ago and etc if I can remember 
that the Astronomicon is able to answer questions. Yes. You do remember this. Xavier, please remove the page from your pocket, sir. Very slowly do so. May I see it? He would very slowly do so. <laughs> I hold the paper up to my face like a goddamn moron, and I say, Is there a way to cure the hell myth without killing the host body? You wait for a moment, and you see the shimmering of the page again. You slowly reach for my gun. <laughs> the words start to form on the page. Once the Helminth has taken root, there is no cure. Io knows this woman's part of his congregation. He knows he can't just say, I have a magic book that told me no. <laughs> so he is instead going to go, this is a page from a sacred text giving us as much information as we can regarding the Helmuths. So I want you to understand that we have done everything physically, mentally, and spiritually possible to give you this answer. The only way to remove the Hell Myth is by destroying the host body. I am truly and deeply sorry. Your husband will not recover and he will become dangerous unless he is removed from our plane. I would like for you to roll me a persuasion check. Okay, a four. She looks at you, Io, and there's deep sadness there. But also understanding, she knew, right? She knew. She didn't want to believe it, but she knew. What, 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 what do we do with him then? What? You may come with me. I can provide comfort and further shelter. If you do not wish to see what happens, the sheriff and the deputy will handle the extraction. I think that I think that would be all right. I think that would be all right. Return to my chapel. There is bedding, there is food. There is safety there. I have blessed it for you. Please remain there until I return and we shall see about finding you more permanent shelter and further assistance. Thank you, Preacher. And she looks at the two of you and she's about to thank you and then she stops herself and she just says, All right. And she starts to... She looks over at her husband and then she looks at the ground and just starts walking away. I think in this moment she is just sort of stunned and unsure how to handle it as she leaves the area. In normal circumstance I would go with her but there is a larger mission. Xavier, a word. Mm. 
Don't you mind. Perhaps in the future, if we encounter those infected with the helmet, we do not advise their loved ones that we need to shoot them in the head. <laughs> it's truth, ain't it? I have learned through being a religious teacher that the truth is not always the correct answer for the individual. Sometimes they need to arrive at the truth in their own way, and we have to be patient with that process. Between you and me, Frazier, I don't got a whole lot of patience, nor a whole lot of time. Now, Merely would you... stating truth does not mean you are doing the right thing. I appreciate you trying to save my immortal soul or whatever your job is, but I got one more sin to commit, so if you'll allow me, I'm gonna go shoot this man in the head. <laughs> Just walks away from that eye. I was like, I was not trying to save an immortal soul. I'm merely trying to protect the... Well, whatever. Alright. So, Xavier, you take this man by the side of the house and do the deed. Blam. Easy as lying. He hits the ground. You watch as one of those silvery slugs comes crawling out of his ear. Stomp on it. Stomp on it with your boot. And you bury him. And you head out of town. That's just the way things are around here, I guess. You ride in silence for a little bit. It's a little heavy. After a while, things calm down. You guys talking to each other, you just sort of focus on the mission, focus on what happened. Well, Xavier's not one to sit in silence for long. He <laughs> does happen to be quiet on the road quite often. He usually handles things by himself, uh, but he's got company now. So, Can't imagine that was a terribly joyful experience for you lot, but uh, after we uh, save the world or whatever, y'all got any major plans for what you're gonna do with the rest of your lives? Hmm. When you say the rest of your lives, there's just like this um, kind of like long distance stare from Io. I have not ever considered that life goes on after that mission is complete. Odd. You like programmed to shut down or? I do not know. I have the memories of a former scientist. The memories of what occur after the mission is complete are either not in there or did not happen. <laughs> you telling me you're scared of dying, preacher? Fear. Not fear. I do not know what happens, truthfully, after the mission is complete. There is a gap in my knowledge. Well, assuming you don't just up and stop working, I suppose guess you'd just go back to what you do best. Just, you know, preach the good word, tell people everything's gonna be fine when things ain't gonna be fine. Hmm. Go back to my profession. My profession, though, being to locate the Astronomicon and prevent the de 
destruction, but if the destruction is prevented, then what do I function for? What do I do beyond that? Oh, all sorts of folks needs consoling. All sorts of folks needs burying and good words said over them. Am I merely to be one that speaks and buries? Something to do. Until you can figure out what else you're going to do. Doing things simply to do things. Odd. You telling me there's things you haven't just wanted to do just because? Desire is not something I'm overtly familiar with. Primarily, I achieve the mission. Although there was one instant. No. That man in the chapel during the raid. The crowd was so easily able to assuage his fears because they had abilities and thoughts and feelings that I can only replicate and not fully create. I desired that. Feelings. Yeah. Feelings. Perhaps I feel and desire things beyond my intended purpose. <laughs> now, call me sentimental, but it sounds like you want to be known. You want to be felt. You want to feel. <laughs> Ain't that something? You know, humans aren't able to stare at the sun. Most living beings are advised to not do so. Yeah. Uh -huh. I don't have the same difficulty. Well, now you got me curious. What do you see when you stare up at the sun? The sun is light, correct? Manner of speaking. Sure. At a certain point, I found an ability to replicate that. I can replicate the sun. No shit. I am able to produce and create light. Hello, Parlature. Alright. However, it is merely a replication. I think one day I'd like to actually harness and hold it. The sun. I'd like to be the sun instead of a copy of it. Though logically, this is not something I can do. <laughs> I mean, I don't know, Preacher Man, I've seen you do some weird things. I don't see why one day you couldn't hold the sun. I think he's talking metaphorically speaking. I think he wants to be, well, human. Like a better word. Yeah. So am I. I see. I'm the one who's the end <laughs> of the situation. <laughs> Now, to be fair, the ability to go to space and see the sun would also be an extraordinary experience, I believe. I mean, I guess they say the grass is greener. That's actually why I chose my name. The sun. You know me as Io now, an android programmed to preach 
the townsfolk who aren't aware of my origin call me Icarus. Fine, a bit too close to the sun. I like it. Interesting. You know of Greek mythology. Hmm. I got me a kid sister back home. I don't talk about this too much, but uh, when we was growing up, she loved learning about space, stars, gods, and goddesses. <laughs> Who are we to think anything of ourselves otherwise? Just a couple of nobodies living in the slums of a city that didn't love us. <laughs> Wouldn't it be There's neat? There's a flash of familiarity behind Io's eye thinking about a, 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 a teenage girl he's ever met. <laughs> Wouldn't it be neat, she said to me one day. Wouldn't it be neat if... We could just reach out and get a little bit of that light. Just, you know, talk to a god one day. Be a god one day. Now, I thought she was nuts, but she is sharp as a tack and smarter than I will ever be. What is her name? Felicity. I guess that's why I do what I do. Make sure she's all right. You are a criminal for your sister? Lots of folks call me lots of things, Preacher. But I gotta keep her safe. No matter what it takes. I would like for you all to roll me notice checks. Two. <laughs> oh, what a five and a d6. Hey. A total of seven. Xavier, you are, for the first time, opening up to other people, talking about your sister, which you would never usually do. Uh, Griffiths, no less, too. <laughs> yeah. To, to the law. <laughs> yeah. And Io, you are eating this up. You are eating this up, and you're feeling very philosophical right now. Griffiths, you start to hear a noise coming from behind you far off at first sounds a little bit of like I don't know like a rumbling that's a little louder you turn around to look and you see the dust cloud starting to kick up and then you hear it off in the distance coyotes howling Woo! 